Hey everybody, it's uh, Patrick Furlan with uh, Dog Training with Patrick. It's a new episode coming to you this week on August 14th. Um, this episode is uh, working with a lady um, who has some hardships of getting around with her dog. And um, this is a consultation to kind of kind of get to know the dog and the person. And we kind of go from there. So um, it's just a, it's a good episode um, trying to figure out the best course of action to help um, somebody who is older uh, start, to, start to be able to give the dog the benefits and the needs that it needs um, as well as keep everything as safe for the owner as possible. Uh, the dog was really sweet and um, I hope you guys enjoy the, the podcast. We'll probably be um, back out there in about a week or so. Uh, but it was just a great first initial meeting, conversation, um, kind of see what she wanted out of the dog, um, those kinds of things. But uh, just um, just a good experience. We started playing fetch and got the dog in a good, good, good consistent cons- uh, consistency with fetch, um, which will be a big part of wearing the dog's energy level down because obviously when the dog gets stimulated, you'd want the energy level to be a little bit lower so you can try and get some type of focus back on you because obviously if the dog is highly vigilant and and really wants to go after something you become that least important thing but the more that you practice in low level environments I believe the the better your options and chances are of creating a special routine and then going out to a somewhat um, more uh what do you call more experienced environment, um, more stimulant of environment. That's what I was trying to say. So sorry, but um, you, you just kind of continue to try and escalate the levels as much as you can and control it as much as you can, and then to just be prepared for the things that come in contact that you did not prepare for. So this 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 is a good podcast because it 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 it, it starts to cover a wide range. So you know, a lot of the people I see are. Um, you know, have no health issues. They don't have any type of um, discrepancies where that would be hard for them to, you know, utilize training the dog and how to actually get the dog to work through its mind and and how you gain control in a way where you can help develop the partnership and work the dog without really doing a whole lot of movement yourself. So um, this is, again, the intro to this um, client, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, it was a lot of fun being there today. It is about an hour and a half. So a um, few things to keep in mind. Do have a meet and greet coming on August 26th at Wolfgang's Pet Stop. Um, look, to, uh, look forward to doing Q&A session with anybody who's interested in signing up. Please go to the website of Wolf, Wolfgang's Pet Stop or give them a phone call. You can also reach out to me on my website or email at Patrick Fur- Patrick Furlan at Um Love to hear from you. Love to hear the feedback. So please enjoy the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. She told me to get some green beans. She says almost all dogs like green beans. I had yeah. green beans in there last night because she was, I could tell she was hungry. Sometimes green beans and stuff like that, like, and you guys to be careful of the vegetable can add a lot of carbs into their diet. And that's really what, it gets anybody 
Uh, it's a combination of, of fat and um, some type of carb that is what triggers obesity in the dog. So you, you choose one or the other. So like a lot of times, like for my dog example, I, I feed her like no carbs at all. And so she just, her, her energy level goes off of fats. And um, but if you, if you leave the food down no matter what, I mean, if she's regulating it herself. She has some self-control where she goes over there, she eats a little bit, and she walks away, she eats a little bit, walks away. Dogs typically can regulate their own body. So they can sit there and say, I need to eat now. And they'll go and eat. And some dogs can't. Those are the ones that are like, you know, the homeless ones that you've brought in. And they, 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 you know, they don't have, you know, they don't know when the next meal is going to come. They're the runt of the litter. They're just, you know, inhaling everything. Those guys you got to watch out for because they will. You put, they'll open the whole bag of dog food. You see their head sticking in there, and they'll just keep going, throw up, keep going, throw up, keep going. Yeah. The ones that are going to regulate themselves, though, it's really a matter of preference. I mean, you know, you know, if you feel comfortable with them having enough food and you feel good about it, then that's fine. But it's also about exercise level too. So like, you know, if you, if you start, if, if the dog gets a lot more exercise and you still fill the bowl up, you might see her eating more. But it sounds like she's regulating herself. If you sit there and say, you know, pull it up in the morning, she'll nibble on it throughout the day, kind of do her thing. And see, that's just it too, as far as exercise. I can't hardly walk. Yeah, do you play, play fetch with her and stuff? Well, I do, I, I try, but she, she don't play fetch good. She, okay. I take my ball and go home because <laughs> she, she I, I take the ball, I go out there and I sit on the step and I throw it out and oh. she either just turns around and looks at me or I go get it. <laughs> does, she not, does she not initially chase it at all? She does. She chases it and then she comes up and she tries to go past me and then put it 20 feet over there. Like okay, So she'll pick it up after she gets it? Yeah, but she oh. won't bring it to me. So, and even in the house, like, if I'm sitting here, which I do a lot, I draw and, you know, I do mm -hmm. artistic stuff in here. To bring it ball, I bring it, and I throw it in there, she goes and gets it, and um, I'll throw it, and she'll bring it in here, and she'll put it over there. Okay. No, you bring it to me. If you don't bring it to me, I don't play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you just stop playing? Uh -huh. Comes to fetch, they have to have like a, they have to have high drive for it, and it sounds like I'll, I'll take a look at it. But it sounds like he's, she does have some drive for it. Yeah. It's just about communicating what how to play the game. Yeah. And we can figure that out. It's not hard. So I'm gonna put wants, but uh, I've been cheating. Dude, dude, dude. wants, and I can't stand <laughs> it when I'm having supper. She's like, mm, that puppy dog looks. Yeah. I feed her again. I feed Mike. My dog once a day. It's just a, it's just a ritual I've always had. They eat it all in that one sitting, and they're good to go. They get snacks throughout the day, yeah. but nothing. Like, I don't. I've always just done it that way. Yeah, I had a dog that was food bowl aggressive, food aggressive with people, and so um, and I used to leave his food out all the time. And that's kind of what made me stop leaving his food out all the time because as soon as you go in the kitchen. It'd be like he, he immediately cut you off and he would get to his food bowl and then he'd start growling at you. So we had a so I had to cut that away. I had to, I had to dictate when he got fed. And after that, I just kind of kept to it. Mm. Yeah. Now she she's real good. If 
if I put her food out and then I come over here and eat mine, she's done before I am. So she comes over here and she sits and she looks at me. And I she's turn like around a, and I say, I'm eating. She's like, it wasn't enough. <laughs> I go, I'm eating. And she goes over there and sits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> or if I'm sitting in the living room and or, you know, I'm in my chair in my living room eating, watching TV, she comes over to me at my feet and I say, I'm eating. She goes over there on the rug. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like she minds well. She's over there laying down now, I yeah. think. You know. I don't know what um, organization she came from, no, but it okay. was a... It was a shelter. Yeah, it was a shelter. Okay. And I just put that. She was actually at a foster home. Oh, okay. So. Good. That's broken, yes. Crate train, yes. But if you notice that the bed I got her is too big, bigger than the crate in there. <laughs> the bed you got her? Yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. Anywhere she, where does she sleep? Anywhere she wants. Any share, anywhere she, <laughs> where she finds herself content. Everywhere. She wants to sleep in my room. She started out in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, and that was before she was housebroken, and she peed on my bed. And the night she peed on my bed was the last time she slept in my room. <laughs> wow. Um, So she sleeps on this love seat, and she sleeps in her room, and a lot of times I'll find her right outside my door. Yeah, when you get up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the floor. Waiting. Waiting for her life to begin again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Percentage of the time indoor and outdoor, I'm going to say 85% indoor. She's really smart. She knows a lot of things. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like the other day whenever she, we were trying to play catch and she brought the ball and she put it there. And I looked her straight in the face and I said, had a treat. And I said, give me the ball. And this was not just a treat, a doggy treat. This was a piece of hamburger. Mm-hmm. This was the good side of yeah. hamburger for and, and she gave it to you. And she, she already had one piece of it. And I said, give me the ball and you can have the treat. Get the ball and you can have the treat. And I yeah. put it over there by her nose. 
and she wanted it so bad. And I put it on my leg like that, and I said, give me the ball. And she started coming over for the hamburger, and I put my hand over it, and I said, give me the ball. And she turns around and looks at the ball, and looks at me. Hey. I know what you're saying, but I ain't going to do it. No. She's like, nope. <laughs> <clears throat> so when a dog starts to jump, and we can kind of work on that today a little bit, and I'll work with some fetch with her. But when a dog starts to jump and you use this tool, which is a great, great tool since she respects it. Good. Good girl. She immediately needs to be rewarded for doing what you want her to do. So we, 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 we use this guy to tell her no. So he can even say no. Is that what she likes? I got some bacon treats here. We'll kind of split them up. Yeah, but, those are kind of big for her, so she usually... <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to wait on those. <laughs> but a lot of times when you, start, when you start doing any type of discipline with a dog, one of the best, best ways to do that is you find something that works. Okay, when you find something that works, like this, and she stops and she gives you something, it's best to find, find a solution. So if she stops and she, and she settles for a bit or she sits, that's when we mark the behaviors of a good or bad, right? So we, we tell her no, um, and then we, then we come in and we'll actually, use, we'll actually use the discipline part of it to, for this. So we give her a chance to correct herself, just kind of like the, the fence. Mm -hmm. So the fence says, come any closer, you're going to yeah. feel it. Same thing here, so we use our word no. I'm sure she's been told no a lot. Uh, <laughs> she knows it. Yeah. Um, so when she, she hears the word no, um, then the next thing that would come would be something she doesn't like, which would be a sound. Molly. Mm -hmm. Good girl. Yeah. You're a good girl. Aren't you? And so. Shake. Good girl. Good girl. And so a lot of times when, we, when I work with a dog or anything, I always, I always try and do. Something very simple to just kind of develop a uh, a ritual that that kind of develops our, our communication and our language, and so one of the things I always do at the very beginning is I make her or make the dog look to me for help. So they're going to have to figure out how to get the treat open or get the hand open so they can get the reward. And the one way to do that is is to look to me for help. So give me eye contact. Mm -hmm. So I know right now she'll she'll kind of go on her own and do this whole thing herself. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then she'll look to you, this is good, that's good. Um, but the uh, ultimate goal, whoever's handling her at the moment, you want, you want them to get the eye contact. So right now, pawing at it, trying to open it, trying to do it all yourself. Um, nope, good. And so, so I end up marking this behavior with her. And this will just start, slowly start to develop a good line of communication between the two of us. She'll get, she'll get wild here in a minute. She might even get frustrated, um, but that's okay. It's 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 a it's a way to do it, and obviously really food motivated, <laughs> so that's good. Some dogs decide to leave at this point. We got to put a leash on, but yeah, now we're gonna look around see if I dropped anything. I didn't. So <clears throat> this is the only thing that I ever make the dog really figure out on their own, because this is the most important thing. Because this is a very consistent game that you can play. It's a very, very consistent game that you can play that says uh, you, need a, you need a problem solve. And, um, and once they figure it out on their own, they start to do it very quickly. So what I'm looking for is just a split second of eye contact. It doesn't have to be much.
Yes. And I mark it. And so I always mark my behaviors with a yes. Um, if you use good, what do you use when you tell her she's good? good. Okay. So it's always followed with the, it's always, she hears the sound first, then the reward comes. Just like if she hears the word no, then the discipline comes, okay? Uh, she has a chance to correct herself with discipline before she gets the unfavorable experience, which would be the noise. So you'll see it, this time it'll happen faster than it did the first time. Just because she has a clear understanding, she's starting to have, she's, she's gotta learn. So, and the cool thing about dogs is that's how they learn through, through associations. And so, she might keep trying to do it her way because maybe it's worked a little while. Nope. 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 <laughs> it's coming back over. She's like, will you help? <laughs> will you help me? Nope. So figure it out. You can do it. Yes. Good. And go right into there and she gets her a little bit of reward. But a lot of times this is an yeah, good. This is an example of you can see what she's learned in the past on what to do and she sees the reward. So she might have done a trick for it, but she hasn't she hasn't followed all the way through to where she she's recognizing and respecting where it's coming from. Good. So she's like, Okay, I performed. So if I ask her to shake, can you shake? Can you shake? Good job. So wait it out. Good. Yeah, good. So then I always wait till I get the follow through of the eye contact, which means she's coming back to me, asking me, is there something else? So, so another thing that you can, you can do too to help develop consistent communication between you two is she doesn't have to get a reward every time she gives you a behavior. No. We can use the word nice as well. Nice means you're doing great, but keep going. We're not done yet. Nice, good job. Ah, nice, nice, good. And she can come in and get a reward. <laughs> so I say hold it through nice. So it's like stay there, keep doing what you're doing. I'm liking it. Nice, ah, nope. So as soon as she breaks eye contact, this one on this one, good. So again, go through. What's her name again? Molly. 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 Okay. Whoops. <laughs> That's okay. Molly. Good. And a lot of times when I get the eye contact or I start to get the timing down, then her name means focus. So I usually never use their name for anything negative again after they learn to have it positively introduced. So if I tell her no, it's just a firm no. I don't say I don't put her name involved in it or nothing. It's just yeah. no. Molly. Nice. Good. Nah, no, we're not going to do it like that. Yeah, so this, one of the cool things is that that's the best way to develop just a few words of communication that if stay consistent, you can, you can develop, you can, you can learn, you can do, help the dog do an extraordinary amount. Yeah. So as soon as the dog knows what the reward system and discipline system looks like, now they can go in and they can say, okay. Is that something you wanted? No. And they stop and they look at you and be like, come back over here. Good. And then reward that. 
discipline is followed by a reward within a couple seconds. So they, they understand it. They, they get jerked out of it by, the, by, by that. That's the same thing with jumping. So as soon as it comes out and she starts to jump, say no, and then she doesn't, and she stops, starts to shake it. She immediately stops or sits or, or walks away from it. Good. So you're telling her you want all four paws on the ground during these situations. Because <clears throat> a lot of time our timing's not good enough to stop her when she's thinking about it. A lot of times she's so excited, she's just gonna start jumping. So if you can get something to break her concentration in the middle of the jumping, then that's great. Then you can go ahead and say, as soon as your paws hit the ground, you mark that behavior with good. Okay. Yeah, so the, the discipline, a lot of times we forget about, as soon as we discipline, we just expect the dog to learn that way, but we're not, we're not telling the dog, what are you doing right now? What are you doing that's, that I want right at this moment? And the, what got that to stop was your feet hit the ground. That was my reward. Now I need to give you your reward and tell you that's what I was saying. Then that's that becomes the follow through. Yeah. <clears throat> Molly. <laughs> no. Good. So in that moment, I will discipline because I reached and she she corrected herself after I said no, no. Molly. She's going to go and do it her way. She'll have to learn. You think she's a year old? She's about seven months. Seven months, okay. Still got that puppy face. Mm -hmm. Molly, hey. Mm -hmm. She's still got that puppy face. She may never lose that puppy face. It's that squinchy. Lots of... No. Molly. Good. But she's not getting anything unless she's settling. You see that? Mm -hmm. And that's the main, that's one of the main things that I do with the dogs is I'll make sure that they settle. Ah. Good. So she listened to my correction. And she listens to it no matter what. If you're listening and paying attention to me, I'm always going to be there to hit you up with a reward. Uh, times when, a lot of times when we don't think about that is when we do get frustrated with the dog. And I'm sure that happens. And I mean, we all get frustrated. But at that point, it's just, I always say, take a time, take a time out break. And uh, if you have a crate, use the crate. Let yourself recuperate. Molly, good. Molly, good. That's always, always my name, always she hears the word good, then followed by the treat. A lot of times what happens when, when dogs get confused by this is they'll, they'll hear the word good as they're getting the treat. And the reason why that doesn't work is because they, uh, they can't process both things at the same time. So they're either eating or they're listening. Um, they're either being, they're either, they're either excited or they're not. They're, they're, they're whatever they are at that moment that is most driven. And so that's why when we take a dog out and a rabbit's out in the yard, we don't exist anymore because they're focused yeah. already. So right now, Molly, good. I become the most important thing. And so that's why it's so good whenever you teach a dog a new trick or something new, you do it low level in the home before you go outside and expect the dog to bring the ball back. Yeah. Yeah, so that when a dog, when a dog has this expectation of, when you have this expectation that the dog can't live up to, that's where the frustration comes in. Um, but, but a lot of times, <clears throat> no. 
Good. Molly. Ah. Good. Good job. Yeah, that's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I like your uh, a lot better than Beth's. Her and Lexi both did it at the same time with her. Did what? Oh, when, uh, oh, they did it really loud. loud. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be very loud. It just. <laughs> It's, it's, it's as loud as you need it to be. You know, it's, it's whatever feels best to you. And the same thing with discipline. It's, it's whatever feels best to you because at the end of the day, it's got to come as natural and as easy because that's what she sees you as. Yeah. And so my, the, way I, you know, the, way, the way I discipline at home with my dog may be completely different from the next person, but not to say that either way doesn't work because your dog picks up on wanting to please you. Yeah. And so whatever you can make that work in your life, just, it's, and that's one of the things that I found trouble when I first started with trying to get my dog to stop being aggressive was everybody had a different way, Yeah. you know, and then no way felt good to me. And the one way that finally felt good to me was, I was like, it doesn't matter what I do, matters is what, after I discipline, what do I do next? And, the, and that was, if the dog's giving me the great behavior, that I need to mark that behavior and reward it. You're just all over the place. You're getting frustrated. I'm surprised you're not getting scratched up. Oh, she is. She's getting me. She got. <laughs> she, she got them. Uh, she got them claws. <laughs> okay, Molly. Right. Hey. No. No. Nice. Ah. So wait this out. Ah. No. Nice. Yeah. Good. When they did Pavlov's method, obviously, was um, when they drop, they hear the beep, then they would drop the food. And after, after a certain amount of time, they would have a beep and no food. And even though the beep would happen and no food would come out, they would still salivate. And that's the theory behind it is they associate that beep or that, those certain sounds with getting something in return. So they hear the word good. She hears the word good. That means she's going to get something in return. So she immediately starts getting very excited about it. Um, but if she's giving it to her at the same time as she's hearing the word good, she never makes that connection to the sound. It's just like a lot of times when we teach a dog to sit, a lot of times uh, I'll ask a dog to sit without giving any body language, any type of other communication other than the sound, and it doesn't register. And the same system applies because whether or not you lean into the dog and the dog sits or you shape the dog into a sit and use body language, the thing is, is that every single time you do that and you don't scale back and you don't make it inconsistent, the dog never picks up on the sound. The dog's going to pick up on the most consistent thing that's around. And if it's body language or leaning into pressure, then that's what the dog's going to end up ultimately saying, this is what that sound is to me. And they never pick it up. So it's like I can sit there and say, sit, sit, sit all day. And the dog can be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let me tell you about an incident that happened over here about broke my neck because she was Molly. She, she had Molly. separation anxiety when Good. I first got her. Yeah. And I had to have by the way, would you like some coffee or something okay. to drink? I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have to have coffee. I drink coffee twenty four seven. And so I was over there making coffee one morning and she she was, Molly. It was before I had two nice. tags on Good. that jingle. 
and so I didn't hear her coming up on me, and she was behind me, and when I turned to walk, I about broke my neck because she was there. So now, when I go into that area, past the refrigerator, over by the sink, over by the coffee, where the microwave and the toaster oven and all that stuff is, when I go over there, she comes over here. Because all I do, if she don't, if she doesn't remember, all I do is turn around and go. And she backs away. And she comes over here and sits down. Did you trip over her? I did. Oh. I didn't fall, but I about broke my neck. And, and I don't know if I hurt her or not, but it was quite a fiasco. Yeah. And I was yelling at her, and a few things were said. <laughs> <laughs> she learned a lesson, and this to say. Yeah. <laughs> So after that, I don't know if it just scared her that she just picked up on it right away, but after that, when I went over there, all I did was do that, and ever since then, she has... That's because you, and that's a lot of things, too, it's like, so the dogs pick up on how serious you are about something, and in and and, and their life, it's all about seriousness, you know, they don't have this this level of, either it's, it's, it's either it is or it isn't, and they don't have this in-between thing, like, we can sit there and think, like, She's getting irritated, you know. Yeah. They, they don't get to that, that point with us. So they either say they're going to let us do it or they're not going to let us do it. They don't have that in between. And yeah. that's why it's like with their emotions. It's with the dog's emotions. It's either they're in a 100% loving mood or they're not. They're either, they're either, um, they're either happy or they're just relaxed. Um, they don't have this, uh, this wide range of... I'm feeling pretty good today. They don't. They don't have that. They don't. They you know. They don't. They don't recognize it. So they are whatever they are. Good. <clears throat> and that's what that's what triggers them. Um, that's what makes it. You know, when we think about a dog and the relationship part of it, that's what makes it so easy. Is because the, their their emotions are a little bit simpler than ours. So we know when they're absolutely happy. When we get home, they're just, they're yeah, they are happy. <laughs> when you go outside and they stay in here, and you come back in, they are happy. So you know they don't have, you don't have to sit there and worry about you know oh they're gonna be mad at me because I left today no there's no jealousy there there's none of that stuff good all they are is who they are and that's that's yeah. the beauty of, of having a dog. It's like so. that one thing on I think it was Pinterest or something lock your husband and your dog in a trunk <laughs> open it up after a day or two and see who's happy to see. <laughs> <laughs> right and that's a and that's a and that's the beauty of a and that's. And that's the fun thing about having a dog. No. Hey. Good. That's, that's what I love about it. And, and, and you can create the relationship that you wanted by, by small things that happen every single day in the home, by you know being conscious of what the dog is doing at those certain times. So like if you're drawing and you're sitting in the table and the dog comes over and just lays next to you and you know, just reach down and say good girl and just pat and say you know thank you thank you for being that way when you're able to do those things you're just you're just doing these unconscious things of communication to the dog that sits there and says oh they like it when i do this yeah. they like it when i lay over here they like it when i stay over there when she makes coffee <laughs> you know but making sure that they're well aware of of what that is um, and, and that's, that's really how you develop that relationship because then all of a sudden on 
and the dog is choosing better, better choosing right, you know. And, and, and at the beginning, just like anything, there's going to be the, the hiccups and the ups and downs of trying to learn each other and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and that happens. Molly, good. Do you have a tennis ball that we can work with the, the fetch? Well. Or a ball? She chewed the glass tennis Molly, ball up. You chew the tennis balls up? <laughs> Choose the face off of them. Okay. So, so we have squeaky balls. So whenever you work, like whenever you start to do the beginning of fetch, one of the easiest ways to do it. Um, you don't have another one of these, do you? Yeah. You have the same one. <clears throat> You're ready to go. <laughs> you can kind of... Now, this one don't squeak, but I have another squeaky. Oh, okay. I'll take that other squeaky one. So, so one thing that I'll do with fetch to create a little bit of a drive is I won't do anything, I won't do anything crazy. I'll just, I'll just throw it against the wall. But if she doesn't go get it, I would try and get her more interested in it. <clears throat> She's like, oh, now that you're interested in it. <laughs> so she goes and get it. Good. Where's the ball? Did you find the ball? What's this? Good job. Good. Nope, we lost it. Good. So every time she brings it back to me, I, I will offer some kind of treat. I have the second ball here, too. I have the second ball here, too, for... I'll show you what that'll look like. Okay. Good. Just like I'm looking for... I don't have it. So the second ball is here for two reasons. One, in case she doesn't bring it back. She, here's, your, here's your bacon over there. One, for, she doesn't bring it back, and then two, eventually that becomes to help her release so you don't have to have treats. So if I put this in her, she's like, no. <laughs> so she has it, and I show her this, she'll drop it. There you go. Good girl. Excited to get out of it again, real quick. Well, yeah. Go get it. Nice. Look what I got. I'm gonna chew on that one for good. So that doesn't. Work. There we go. Good job. Good job. You release? All right. Good girl. And you can do a couple things. You can do obedience stuff with this too, just by getting the eye contact back. Molly. Ah, good. Okay. Here she does. I don't have it. Where's your ball? Ah. No. Good. Good girl. Let's go get that ball. Okay. This way, you don't have to do very much. If you, if you 
Getting her working up distance with fetch is the name of the game. So if you want, if uh, you're trying to build a drive and something, you only play fetch with her on your terms, which sounds like you do. It just sounds like it's just you're. It's she's she's doing too much at the beginning. So you start out slow, and you and you do and you do close range stuff with her. Release. Good girl. She's just all focused on that. Yeah. <laughs> But if you if you do close games with her, and then work your way up, and get excited, get her real excited before you throw it. I don't have it. So let's see if she goes back and gets it. She's like, will you? It. She's like, will you go get it? <laughs> you don't get nothing for that. You get something for bringing me the ball. Where's your ball? I'm done playing. <laughs> she's like, no, she's going to go after the ball here in a second. As soon as I go down and get it. And there he goes. Good girl. Ah. As soon as we touch it. Good girl. Good girl. Nope. <laughs> nope. The ball. Good girl. Good girl. I'm just trying to get her interested in it. That's the name of the game. Where's that ball? <laughs> She's like, I gotta finish chewing my chew. Are you this done? Way too much exercise. <laughs> she said, I'm way, I'm way too, I'm way too geared up. Uh-uh. You wanna play with my hand. Good girl. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Good girl. All right. Good job. Thank you. She's got to learn that it's a system. So there's a reward system involved. And eventually the reward system is you get to chase. Yeah, that's, that's really the reward system in place. Right now she's like, like, if I just bring the stupid thing back, I guess this. That's what we're teaching. Oh yeah, go get it. Good girl. Thank you. It again. A little further this time. No, she wasn't done chewing. And we have another one too. She's like, I'm not getting that one. That one went way too far. <laughs> nope. And that's really what happens. So like your, your games start out real small like that, where you have some success, because what you're doing is just like teaching the sit. Mm -hmm. you're, you, only this, the, only this, this cue is mobile. You're saying, if you bring me your ball, you get something and I'll throw it, but you bring it back. So it starts out teaching the dog to, to retrieve. Mm 
and then it turns into the dog likes to do it because they get to play. Like it, 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 it satisfies the need of, of pursuing something. Um, so at the very beginning, like I said, it's something very straightforward, very easy, very close. And then you can start working your way up to the other room and then outside. And, and, but outside, if you have like a leash, a longer leash or something, I would use that and just like maybe where you can, uh, where you can just to go to the extent of the leash or, what, or whatnot, where it's like 10 or 15 feet. Play, start there, and then, and then as soon as she picks the ball up, just encourage her to come back to you when you're outside. Where's your ball? You're supposed to be smart. <laughs> Where's your ball? Well, I can see it. <laughs> see. She's, she's like, I know I can see it. What else are you having trouble with with her? Um, no. Just the clawing? Huh? The pawing? Yeah. yeah. Hey. No. Good girl. <clears throat> see what she does again. Uh, really, no. I mean, she is really coming into her own. I mean, she's learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very smart. I have trained her when she wants to go outside. She has the door, but she has the bells. Bark once. Bark once? Okay. When she wants to come in from outside. Bark once. So sometimes she forgets and she whines, and I say, I do not respond to whining, and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> and barks. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh, she's, doing, she's doing really well. Yeah. Does, she, does she tear up plush toys? Yes. Yeah. Now, today, a neighbor. Um, was walking their lab to the park, which is right over there. Yeah. And she must have been up here on the deck. I was sitting at the table and I saw her go barreling, you know, towards the street. And so I immediately got up and went, and it was Vicky with her lab. Mm-hmm. And she got down there to that five feet from the fence. Yeah. She turned around and she came back. So she's learning where the fence is. Mm-hmm. She came back. That's awesome. And then... Uh, where's your, to- where's your ball? Later, Vicky came back with the, with the lab to go back home after she walked her. And she was up on the deck and she was just watching them walk by. So she was starting to learn the fence. You want to go outside? <laughs> He's like, do you even have to ask? <laughs> if she doesn't bark, then she doesn't, she doesn't go out. Can you go outside? <laughs> Where's your ball? <laughs> Where's your ball? Can you go find it? Hmm? Let's go get that ball. Is she a is she a chewer? Yeah, I was gonna show you. She chews on this. She chews. Now some of these things here on the on the wall are not her fault. Mm-hmm. My husband passed away in January. Okay. But prior to him passing away, he was in a motorized wheelchair, and so he he was.
wasn't a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> he bumped into the wall here. So she comes up and she sees these things, you know, as she starts chewing. Oh, okay. In the wall. He just did a, it. She, she just starts working. Yeah, she's working. she's working it. Yeah. So she didn't really start it. <laughs> but she does chew a little bit. She likes... I've got this thing on the low CQ because she's been chewing this. She had like a, she has bones and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I got her bones. I have a cup, I have a bag of figures, figures. Is that does that help? Um, yeah. I want to get her up. I have a friend of mine that is uh Hummer and he's got some more deer. Hey, no, horns. no. Good. So in the yeah, you can get her some antlers. Those are there's a dead deer on the side of the road on the way up here. Really? <laughs> yeah. That, well, I don't know. They're like trying to trying to. They had rope on it or something, so I don't know. They're trying to pick it up. I have no idea what happened. Poor deer. Ah, <laughs> good, good. There you go. Go get it. There you go. Here's your ball. Yeah, oh, that's give her ice cubes every once in a while. She'll Where's your ball? I think her permanent teeth are in now. I don't know. How old is she? Almost a year, you said? Seven. There you go. Good girl. That's good girl. Thanks for the ball. Seven months? Seven months. Yeah, they're about in. If not all of them are in yet. Where's your ball? So right now I'm kind of telling her to get a reward for me, just like the barking. You gotta yeah. get me. You gotta bring me something. Yeah. You gotta bring me the ball. Where's the ball? No. Where's the ball? What kind of dog do you have? I have a white German Shepherd. I think she's all pure red, but I don't know. Yeah. She come from a shelter too. She looks like a shepherd in the face, but I'm not sure. Um, her tail's kind of real slender like that, so I have no idea. Yeah. Nope. Nice try. But yeah, it takes them a little while to, to learn to fetch game. Where's the ball? You get the ball? Hey, there we go. Good girl. That's a good girl. Sorry to hear about your husband. That's recent. It's gotta be yeah. hard. Yeah. He was kind of a mess. He was a in a motorized wheelchair. Good job. He was quadriplegic. Oh wow. I really had my hands full of him. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was. He had a degenerative disease that progressively was getting worse. And, uh, really? Really? So Good he, girl. He was ready. Yeah. Is it MS? Or? No. The disease that he had is called cerebromyelia. Oh. It's, it's a spinal cord um, disease um, that most people get according to his neurologist, when they have a really, really bad car accident. Good girl. Oh, is that what he ended up? Did he have a real bad car accident? No, uh, he didn't. He's... But um, the only thing he had was a spinal cord 
thing we can think of how he maybe got it was when he fell out of the tree. I don't know how far he fell. But um, your spinal cord Drain, there's drainage there. Good girl. <laughs> almost good. Girl. Yeah. So, it's just, you know. Just. And then he had two accidents on the right side of his body. He had an amputated leg and a oh. shoulder up here. So, he makes a mess. Wow. <laughs> but his mouth worked real good. <laughs> Brain he was all there. He was fun. That, there's a picture of him up there. He was, he was hilarious. Oh, you would never girl. know. He had this whole neighborhood. Laughing all the time. Laughing all the yeah. time. He, yeah. I never seen so many people cry. Yeah. When he died. I mean, he just brought life to everything, huh? Yeah. They awesome. got it. We got a plaque down at the end of our property down there. They used to call them Miramite in this neighborhood. People, well, we were the first ones to buy in this, in this neighborhood. And every time a new house would go up, people would be looking for it. He'd go by and he'd say, now, I have to know that you're good people. We only allow good people to live in this neighborhood. Yeah. And that's how he'd get to know everybody. <laughs> I just loved him. That's awesome. Yeah, he was an awesome person. Where's your ball? Where's your ball? <laughs> Listen, I trying to figure out what's the connection. And the, and the connection is ball, me. Gets you a reward at the moment. No. You don't have anything. No. No. That's a good girl. You do a pretty girl. Yeah. What's your ball? Ball? Dolly down too. <laughs> Just like, I can do this all day. <laughs> where'd your ball go? Nope. Nope. comes to playfulness. Where'd that ball go? Where'd that ball go? <laughs> oh, now you're happy. <laughs> you're happy somebody else went to go get it. <laughs> She's like, I thought this was just, some, just my thing. There we go. Good girl. You're training him well, Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good girl. Go get your ball. Go get it. Good girl. Oh. Girl. Go get your, you want a ball? Go get your ball. Go get that ball. Oh, we coughed one up. We had to go get it first. Where's that ball? 
Nope, don't have nothing. Now you lost track again. Go get the ball. <laughs> Go get that ball. Get that ball. Good girl. Good. Go get your ball. Finish chewing. That's what gets you in trouble. Good girl. Release. Release. Good. Can you go get that ball? Go get that ball. We weren't done yet. I'm sorry. Good girl. Nope. Good girl. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll throw it. There you go. That's about as close as you're going to get it, buddy. And some things will be good. Hey, girl, go get your ball. Where's your ball? Go get that ball. Good girl. I mean, <laughs> it's in the area, I guess. Good girl. Okay. Okay. Good girl. Where's your ball? Where's my ball? Thank you. Yes. Yes, it's a good girl. Thanks for bringing me the ball back. Let's go get it. Ready? Go get it. Where's the ball? Nope, where's the ball? Go get it. Good girl. Nope, nope. Go get your ball. I know you know what I want now. Go get it. Go get it. Where's your ball? Where's your ball? Go get your ball. Good girl. Nope. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. You gotta help me. I help you. It's a partnership. <laughs> She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, no. No, no, no. Hey. Go get your ball. Good girl. There it is. <laughs> go get it. It's going to be patient. She'll go get it. She'll get it. She keeps looking at it. Just... <clears throat> Where's your ball? Hey. Nope. Girl. It's the ball. Yeah. She's like, that is the ball over there. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know what you want me to do with it. Do, you, do I put it in my mouth and bring it back to you? Like, what do I do? There it is. Good girl. Go get it. Where's your ball? Can you go get it? Where's it at? Girl. Where's the ball? Nope. Go get it. Where's your ball? Where's the ball? I'm guarding this ball. Where's the ball? Where's it at? Is that the ball? Good girl. Good girl. Thank you. My timing of the reward might be a little off and breaks them up. She's a good girl.
get it. Let's go get my ball. Where's that ball? You can come lick it all off if you want, but I ain't going to change the fact that I still want my ball. Molly, where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's my ball? Where's my ball? She's like, I thought we were playing a different game. <laughs> and Eliza, uh, she's this is this is her working some of her energy out too with it with the game. Where's the ball? I'm gonna get that ball. Where's that ball? Good girl. Oh. She really doesn't look like she's guarding it, doesn't she? <laughs> she is. She's, she's playing a game. Good girl. Good. Nice job. She's a good girl. That's just, it's, like, it's like challenging in a way to sit there and say, are you, are you going to do it for me in a way? It's almost like, she's like, well, if I, if I don't, maybe I'll get a treat anyway. You know? You know, she's... It's just stop finding a consistency and, and telling her what, exactly what we're doing. More, good girl. The more consistent that we are. Go get your ball. You ready to go get that ball? Go get it. Good girl. She's like, I dropped a piece. Good girl. Go get that ball. Good girl. That's a good girl, Elise. Good girl. She dropped some more over there? Yeah. <laughs> Well, do you want this? Do you want to go get my ball? Go get the ball. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Good girl. Where's the ball? Good girl. Oh, you threw it. Go get that ball. See what she does now. Good girl. Yay! Drop. Good. Ready? Go get the ball. Go get the ball. She's like, crap, it went on the, uh, it went on the center island, and that just scared her. <laughs> oh, she's gotten it there before. Did you get scared for her? Go, go get the ball. She's like, I don't know, I just went too far. <laughs> Good girl. You drop. Good girl. Yeah, that's what I would do for a fetch. Just keep it close. Yeah. And eventually, you can start asking her to sit in between the throws and stuff like that. Ready? Go get the ball. <laughs> Good girl. You drop. Drop. Yeah. Good girl. That's another word that I use, drop. Drop. Yeah. Okay. Go get it. Go get my ball. Good girl. Drop. Good girl. That was a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Go get my ball. Go get the ball. Good girl. Huh? Drop. What a good girl. 
since now she's starting to really kind of get the hang of it, hopefully. Wait for you to finish. You done? Go get it. Go get the ball. Drop. Can you drop? So now I'm going to ask for a little bit more. Molly, drop. girl. I'm going to let her make the decision on her own before I even show her the, my hands going in the bag. And so I can consistently change it up to her because I want to get to a point where she just brings it and drops it. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be there, sometimes there won't be something there. Yeah. You know, sometimes it'll be just good girl, pet and praise. Sometimes it won't. Good girl, go get the ball. Nah, where's my ball? Go get my ball. Where's the ball? Go get that ball. <laughs> she's like, she's like, go get it. Go get the ball. You're looking at it. Oh, maybe she'll go get another one. Oh, I'm gonna get the moth, the moth. <laughs> oh, the moth, <laughs> is that what she's doing? Where's the ball? Go get the ball. Go get my ball. Yeah. Where's your ball? And this is, <laughs> and this is what training looks like. <laughs> you get some good, good experiences, and then she loses it. It's like you gotta go right back to where you, we were. And that's where the, uh, that's just where consistency comes in, because then it, you're, you're also creating a routine. Where's the ball? But when she starts making the decision on her own to go back and get it, you're really starting to get somewhere. Where's the ball? Come on. Come on, Mom. Where's the ball? Swimming through me like a shark. <laughs> She's like, there you go, girl. Come on. Where's the ball? Yep. Where's my ball? Where's the ball? You get the ball? Good girl. Nope. Where's the ball? She's like, I don't want to play the ball no more. I thought when I first got her that she looked a little more like a lab than a pit, but no, I think she's starting to look more like a pit than a lab. You think? I think. I don't know. She's probably got, I don't know, those, those whiskers off to the side on her, like around the neck, always remind me of a shepherd. Oh, yeah? And then... She definitely looks a lot like Lab in yeah. there. Um, I think the top of the head does. Yeah, this this whole yeah. yeah, this part right here is definitely Lab. She's probably Lab, Shepherd, and Pitt.
curled up into one big giant. Uh, yeah, her mom was half fit. Half fit. Yeah, so she's got she's a quarter fit. Yeah, and she's real sweet, and she like the the coat's real pretty too. It's definitely like a like a lab type coat. Got the pit bull tail. Tail? For sure, yeah. The um, labs and shepherds usually have a bushier tail, oh, yeah. a little thicker. Yeah, and the pits they have a thing that'll just whip you, <laughs> like a little, like a little whip tail. Uh -huh. Yeah, you got a whipping tail. Yeah, but the chewing and stuff that probably comes from pit bull. But, and when she wants to be sweet, that probably comes from all, all yeah, lab and pit. Yeah, this this these those two little lines right there with the mouth. That's that's all pit. It definitely has this has like a lab type face. And the almond eyes. That's usually a shepherd. But, uh, yeah. Well, if you go get your ball, I'd feed you more. But you're not gonna go get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to go get it, but I'll take you laying down. That's a good girl. She does look a little bit fat while she's laying there. <laughs> Maybe I won't give her any more today. <laughs> yeah. It's like once you, if you can feed the, uh, if you can feel the spine and the ribs and stuff, she's doing all right. Hey, uh, uh, no. Good. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, no, good. Good. No. And what about eating grass? What about uh, the eating the grass? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it means our stomach's upset. Um, sometimes it comes out of habit. So sometimes they just get in the habit of eating it. Um, yeah, well, my so my husband used to say we had a dog before, and he said it was okay for them to eat grass that for her name was Baby, the grass because it meant that it was going to settle her stuff. And I said every time she eats it, she throws up. Yeah, so I, I don't want her eating it. And lots of, there's there's a lot of times I found out too that I don't know if you get your yard treated um, yeah. or not, but sometimes the chemicals that they lay down get them going after it. So like certain things in the fertilizer that they put out or whatnot that gets them attracted to it. Uh -huh. um, so uh, it's just it's I've noticed that a lot. So when I go to people's homes and they like eat grass and like do you treat your yard and they're like yeah we treat the yard and I'm like probably why it's something something in the chemical that they lay down or something in the if they lay down a certain type of fertilizer or kill the weeds or whatever something in some of that even though it might be even though it might be pet safe um it's it's is intriguing them to eat it so and what about i thought her i saw her take a poop the other day and then turn around and start eating it oh she wanted to eat it yeah <laughs> that is uh that is usually they they smell something in there that that they like. Oh. Yeah. So this whether whether or not it's a, whether or not it's a certain type of carbon 
Um, usually, can usually there can be sometimes there can be there can be an underlying health issue, but if she's got a complete you know good bill of health from the vet, then as she doesn't then it's just uh, she smelled something in it, and she decided that it was something she wanted to eat, and she went after it. Um, but that that if it, if that continues, um, it's it's best to try and keep the. Uh, have as much control outside as possible or were you, were you able, able to redirect her with the leash or something to you need to come inside yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna turn around after we poop and then eat yeah <laughs> i mean i appreciate the health cleaning it up and everything but, <laughs> but, but, but i don't but i I've got this little stick right here and I'm banging on the window, and when I do, she comes to the door. Okay, so when good. Turned, when she turned around and started, I just saw that tongue come out. I went, <laughs> it startled her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. And that's sometimes that's sometimes that's all it'll take too. So she may not ever do it again because immediately when she was getting ready to, you broke that concentration, and she found it something that you know you oh. didn't you didn't you didn't favor very well. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, and. I had an old dog who just recently passed away. He started doing it when he got older. Oh. And um, part of it was due to he wasn't eating at all. And so when he would go outside and go to the bathroom, it was just like, well, uh, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he was, he, you know, some dogs have a very high instinct to keep a clean home. And so for him, he used to go on the outskirts of the property. So he would go on all four corners of the property. Yeah. You know, only on the property line, oh. never inside the actual property. Yeah. And so, oh, nice. yeah, so when he got to a point where he was um, having trouble getting up and going outside, he, if he was home, I'd come home and I'd be like, I think you ate your shit. And, and that he, that's where the habit started to happen again. It's yeah. because he would hold it for so long, he needed help getting up. He ended up going to the bathroom, so then he would keep a, he would keep his environment tidy by making sure that he cleaned it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that started to trigger his routine of, well, if I go in here, I'll just I'll just eat it. But he, it was always trying to get him to go outside after a while. But the pain he was in and everything, it was always really difficult to get him to get up. And so that's what one of the reasons what caused me to put him to sleep was because he would just he wouldn't move. He would just sit there all day and could understand that he was in the pain and everything and yeah. it just wasn't wasn't fair so yeah but that's that's typically why they eat it so puppies do it because they smell something in there that could be nutritious yeah. you know they and and dogs sense of smell you know we smell a finished product <laughs> they can decipher what they're going to smell yeah. so they pick up something that has you know, unprocessed protein in the poop, that might trigger them to go, oh, that's still good. Yeah, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden now, now when they eat it, they go, okay, I can, I pick up on that every single time I go to the bathroom, and then that can trigger the, the routine. Yeah. But since you broke that root, you broke the right in the middle of it, I don't think she, she probably won't do it again. Because I went out, I mean, I got doggy bags and I, I mean I don't go out there every day and go after right. two or three days I'll go out there and I want I want to I don't want to pick it up when it's soft so I yeah but I think the um, I think I think the, the grass eating thing is has something to do with 
something they put down on the fertilizer. But it's not like a... Uh, they know you have a pet and they know, it, you know it's safe, but it, I think that's something that's just ent enticing for, yeah. for her to eat. Right? Is that right? Because uh, Snickers used to eat... Um, he used to eat the leaves off the bushes. And go there and just pluck them off and eat them. And I was like, are they cleaning your teeth or what? <laughs> Why? But uh, he used to always have this fascination with the bushes, and I don't, that I could never figure out why. He would sit there and pluck the leaves off. Rocks and wood. Wood? Wood? Wood's normal, especially if there's a little bit of rot in it. Um, that's just, it's carbon, it's decaying. So that's attractive because everything's, everything's made out of carbon, even the food. So they can smell carbon in food. So it's like, they, they, to them, that can be a trigger to, to eat. And the fact that they can make progress on wood. So they get confidence, they start chewing on it, start splintering, you know, they, they're, they're making headway. It yeah. just gets them more in, in, into that moment, yeah. just like tearing up a toy. Yeah. Um, it all stimulates, you know, tearing up a toy all simulates like tearing up an animal. Yeah, something yeah. in that process. So. <laughs> Well, they can't tear up rocks, and I've got all kinds of rocks out there. They can't tear them up, but it, uh, it does give them an opportunity to, to grind their teeth on something to, yeah. soothe, to kind of soothe it. But the grinding the teeth with the rock can be detrimental to their teeth. Yeah. Because it doesn't just slide, you know. A rock, they can literally move that jaw back and forth on, and that can hurt eventually. And she's right. gotten real comfortable with you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, yeah, it gives me food. Pets me when I'm laying down. You gonna go get your ball? She's like, I don't even know. You clear with oh, there's the ball. Where's the ball? It's oh, it's noon. It's my nap time. <laughs> she's like, I'm about done. <laughs> yeah, she's a good girl. But the electric fences seems to be working all right. Good. It is. I mean, I really saw yesterday and today. I saw that it was working. Hasn't haven't got out of it yet or nothing like that. She's gotten out of it. Um, she got out of it one day when there's a little boy about five right across the street, and she loves him. Mm. I mean, she loves kids. Yeah. She's a very social dog. But on his bicycle, she went through it. Just to get to him. She, <laughs> She's she, like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get to Mason. So she went over to Mason and um, I didn't have my leash. So I went and I, I got her and I picked her up under my arm. I'm not gonna be able to do that much longer, but yeah. I picked her up and took her collar off and brought her back in the yard. Mm. And then I put her collar back on because I didn't want her to get shocked. Shocked again. I don't want her to get shocked coming into the yard. So she's afraid. So yeah. she's afraid to yeah. come back into the yard. So any, anytime she does get out, I want to make sure that I take that collar off before. Yeah, I've had, I've had some clients of mine have the electric fence and they like, oh, we just put it in. And the next week I come, they'll be like, yeah, we were getting ready to, we took the dog on the walk and we didn't realize that we left the collar on. And so the dog got shocked and then just shut down right there, you know, and didn't, didn't want it. Even when they take the lead, the collar off, the dog doesn't want to go for a walk now. Uh, yeah, so we had a, I've had to work through a couple of those instances where to yeah. get the dog over the threshold to get confidence yeah. um, that it's okay. Because, yeah. you know, 
it's like, you know, the dog's trusting you that it's okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone's there, family's there, and then... <laughs> and then so she's got to get gotta get that point again where everything's okay. Everything's yeah, okay. I, I mean, the look she was giving me was, you know, when she got that after that... When you were bringing her back oh, in? Oh, man. <laughs> that day that she got stuck right on top of the fence over yeah. there. I mean, you know, I mean, she... She wouldn't get off of the step. She barely got off of it to pee. Mm. You know, I mean, one step off of the last step, she, she just, came back on. She realized that being on the deck is safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, when she got, when she went over there to Jody and, and she knocked Joanne down. And John, I mean, Joanne's like a little lady and she's, you know, 84 years old. She knocked her down. Jody stopped right on top of the fence line, and her excitement to see Jody, she was part excited and part getting zapped over and over and over. I mean, it was absolutely like, horrible. You're like, she's worth it. Uh, she was worth it. <laughs> I got to meet my friend. Was she yelping? Huh? Did she yell? Did she got it. No, yeah. she wasn't yelping. I she mean, was just well, time, well, well. Yeah, <laughs> the first time that the very first day we, we got it, and I had her on a leash and taking her around. Every time she got jolted, she would yelp, and so I figured I would be hearing this anytime she got too close to the fence. Mm -hmm. But so that day, I figured she'd be yelping, and you know, I mean, it, it makes me cry. You know, yeah, you're I like, want her to get hurt like that. Yeah. And she wasn't. Uh, but I mean, she, I mean, you got to, I mean, think about it. She was getting shot. She comes and sits on, she was out for the rest of the day. <laughs> I mean, all she did was lay around. She would lay around whatever room I was in. She's like, she's, she's like, protect me. <laughs> she was zapped. I mean, her energy was zapped from that electricity. I hate it. Yeah. But on the other hand, I want her to stay in her yard. So. Want her stay in the yard and she can have freedom out there and. Yeah, and I, have, I make her, yeah. <laughs> you know. She can have freedom to walk around and kind yeah. of chase whatever's in the yard, just can't and go after it after it leaves. I got a regular fence guy to come out here and just from that end of the house out that way to where those, that fence is, uh -huh. those little flags, over past these trees, up here to the driveway and over to the house, $7,000. Wow. <laughs> That's a this lot. Electric fence, one three hundred. That's three hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's awesome. So that's the only reason. You're like seven thousand three hundred. <laughs> yeah, let me wait. <laughs> what can I afford? Yeah, and they work with the dog too on the fence. Yeah. Do they work with her on the fence? There is a program where if you contact them, they can send somebody out to, to, work, with to work with them in training and stuff, but I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't notify them that I wanted to train. Oh. So, you're, the, you're my first. <laughs> <laughs> and and as, as time would have it, I mean, she is really smart. I 
think she's smart. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think that, uh, what do you think? Once a week? Yeah, I mean, just, uh, as far as the, the things that you want with the jumping um, and, the, and the fetch, yeah, I could come back once a week. Um, hey, she's licking. And a lot of this stuff is just, she's just trying, you got to work through some of this because of her energy level. She yeah. can't, you know, so just being patient with that. Yeah. But I think uh, she learns that there's an activity that you guys can do that can help drain some of that, like fetch. Keep it close. She learns that she gets a reward for bringing the ball back. You can really, you can really drain her out, you know. Yeah. Um, to where, you know, getting the walk isn't as important anymore because I know it's hard for you to, to, to get out there and, and move. But that would be the, that would be her, her go-to would be get her to move, to where you can stay stationary. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, I think once a week. I mean, I can. I can come back next week and we can work on some of the things, whether or not it's sitting and staying. I'm not sure how well she does with that with you. No. Um, but, well, um, she, does, she does it really good with me unless there are people here and I want to show them how well she does. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and that's And that's another thing, you know, it's like there's not, if she doesn't have many visitors, um, it's hard for her to, to get to a, uh, it's hard for her to get to a ritual, you know, of what you're supposed to do. like. You, you know, I always say the best practice is low-level environment. That gives a clear expectation of, you know, gives you a foundation to build off of. Yeah. And then when you have guests over or people over, that's when you do real work where, um, yeah, you have to kind of go back at the beginning, but you have to get to a point where the dog is performing in that environment as well. Yeah. And then one of, the, the, one of the big ways to do that is to have, exercises to get the dog to get there yeah. otherwise it's kind of like you got that one set one one yeah that one guest and then maybe you don't have a guest again for three months or something and it's kind of like well, the dog can't really chain together events right. that way and that's that's where it becomes that's where the understanding has to come in with the dog and say okay i understand that there's a chain of events that have to happen here um you know whether or not i'm able to get you out to the rural rural king or you know, we just invite somebody over for dinner once a week or whatever. Um, but being able to get her to a point where um, she's able to perform in that environment, the best bet is to just always practice like it's going to happen. And yeah, uh, I took her to, you reminded me of a couple of things. Can this training leave here? Huh? Can this training leave here? Yeah, training can always leave. Okay. Yeah. I took her to PetSmart. Oh my God! Well, as soon as she sees PetSmart, she's psycho dog. Yeah. Because she knows the store. She knows she gets to go in. She, I mean, I'm 200 pounds and she's only 32, but the, the dog drags but she, me. <laughs> she, she, but pound for pound, they're way stronger than us. Yeah. Let's see. In dog weight, that's... <laughs> yeah, in dog weight, she's pulling... You know, she's pull, she's she's able to she's able to probably pull about twice her weight. So when we go into PetSmart, I mean, if I put her on the on the card, she's bolting everywhere. So she goes, she becomes psycho dog. So yeah, and so when you, so when you work at like a an environment like PetSmart, it's it's very important again to whatever you've been learning here and working with her here that you 
you bring that to that environment, but you bring it at a, at a level of you got to scale it back a little bit to say, okay, it's basically I got to go back to reteaching this, but she gets it faster. Just like when I was having the treats and she would sniff and then all of a sudden she started looking at me quicker and quicker and quicker. Well, I would start back. So after I don't need her to, 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 to do that anymore when I'm in the home and I just say her name and she looks at me, maybe when I go to PetSmart, I wait for her to figure it out and say, yeah. this is what we're doing here too. Yeah. And then she's, you know, slowly but surely you start getting more and more um, the eye contact and then you can start getting more and more of, okay, now you're setting the expectation that, yeah, we do it at home, but now we're doing it here. And it doesn't take as, it doesn't take as long to transcend because it's already in her mind. Yeah. So they already have these, these level of associations and if you offer a treat or something to her, she will sit down, she will give you her paw, she will lay down maybe, she'll stare at you, she'll go through these motions of what do I have to do to get it? And that's the same thing when we go to, you know, you go inside the PetSmart is, she, you know, she has to figure that out. So it's like, okay, she has it in her brain that it's learned, that it's favorable experience, that if I do these things, I do get something in return. She just doesn't know she gets them there. And I think when you bring that out of the dog from practicing in a low-level environment, so you teach the dog what you need, yeah. and they have a clear expectation at home of what's expected, you can then transcend that to an environment like PetSmart. You just have to start a, a little bit more back at the beginning. It's sitting there and say, okay, we know that you're in third grade here at the home, okay. but we're going to go back to second grade <laughs> yeah. when we go to PetSmart. And that's and that's what that's what people don't understand that you have to kind of scale it back to say okay we're gonna because environments change environment can be different for her on the patio as it is in the front yard yeah. it can be different for her in the car as it is out of the car it can be different for her on gravel road as it is on pavement so the, those me sitting down me standing up the environment always changes and so her having the same expectation no matter what the environment changes is her doing the same thing in multiple environments. Right. Mm. Now in PetSmart I have a little more um, control over her as far as they have slippery floors. Mm -hmm. So she's when, like sliding all over. Yeah. <laughs> right. When I took her over to the park it, she kicked my butt. Mm -hmm. um, she had traction. two kids behind us. And when she, like I said, she's a social dog and she loves kids. And there were three ladies in front of us. And I took her in the car because even though it's very close mm -hmm. to my house, I can't walk, walk that, that far. far. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I just have back issues and hip issues and stuff like that. So I took her over in the car and got out of the car. Good girl. And I walked up a hill with her just a little little hill and then in front of me was the circle around the lake and around the lake they have benches I went four benches before I had to turn around and go back to the car because she was twisting and turning my back like this wanting to and fully wanting to get to the boys the people up there, she was totally controlling me on mm. that walking path, and it was asphalt and grass. She was just traction in, yeah, and nails dug in. And she was just, by the time I got home, I was like she was the, when she got zapped by the electric fence that day. <laughs> you were I was just like done for the rest of the day. So, she, 
hurt me. I had to take Tylenol and lay down in my... So if going to the, the park is pretty important and you want to have that experience with her, um, one thing to do to start to practice that and getting her in a routine of what do you do on a walk. Well, it's, I, it's, yeah, I'd like for her to walk next to me and not pull me. I'm like, I have these leashes uh-huh. that Beth told me about. With a little slip leads, yeah. Yeah. And so when you do a slip lead or anything like that, I, I, use, a, I use a nylon slip, which is a little bit different than these. But they, when you when you put a lead on, and it's one thing that you can do with her throughout the home. I mean, you don't even have to leave to get her into a, a better habit. So I'm not sure what side that she goes on. Really, this side, left side. Now, any time that you do the slip, um, they say to keep these things right here. Um, which I always, I always like them. I always like the freedom, because so I want it to be clear and conscious. So if I ever, if I start to walk a dog or anything like that, so if I get a brand new dog in my home. One thing that I like to do is I always like to have the lead on them. And so I'll bring them from room to room, ask them to sit when I'm busy cooking, things like that. I'll, I'll keep them next to me. And so, like, if I'm outside, so this transcends to if I'm outside and I'm talking to somebody, I want them in a sit and a stay. And so that's what I end up doing is I, I'll, care, I'll take the dog everywhere with me. Come on. And anytime I, every time that I stop, if I have treats or something on me, which is usually I'll have a treat bag, and I, and, I, and, I can, and I can push him, push her up into it. You sit. Good. And I can keep her there. But like if, if I know somebody's getting ready to pass me on the park, I would like them to pass me on this side. Because now I have leverage in the dog. And so if someone comes up or like I bring the ball or I kick the ball, I, <clears throat> and I can push up, I can ask the dog to sit by just slightly pulling up on the lead. Okay, you're all right. And then I release all pressure in it. But having him, having her just, uh, having this part cut off from whatever experience is happening over here gives you, gives you opportunity to have control. So like when I'm sitting here practicing her name and I'm looking at her, if I'm able to block her vision then I can say her name again, Molly, 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 hey, Molly, this girl. Okay. And I can say I'll tell her to come, and we'll start walking the other way, or going the other way, and I can come back, Molly, come, Molly, come, Molly, come, good girl, good girl. She comes up to me, I'm happy, but there's not a lot of level of distraction to where you're going to have a hard time in the home getting where you want her to be. Yeah. And, but you can develop that communication. So when she hears it, even though it's outside, you might have to work a little harder outside. When she hears it, it'll be that much easier. Molly, come. Molly, come. Oh, it's a good girl. It's a good girl. Good girl. And then, like, she, she can start to learn that there's some kind of response that's going to happen when she hears her name, when you ask her to come, when you ask her to do all those things. And eventually, you can just start keeping the, you can start dropping the leash in the home. And you ask her to come, she starts walking. She comes to you, and uh, she gets rewarded for that. Molly, can you sit? Can you sit? Oh, she goes, good girl, good girl, good girl. But yeah, walking, walking, so I always say starts in the home. Uh-huh. You know, you can always start walking in the home, just doing anything you want, you know, on the patio, outside, you know, just bringing her with you everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that way, and so whenever she gives you the eye contact, 
it's always a reward. So if you're walking, she's looking up at you, good girl. You can, you can have a treat pouch or whatever and just reward from the side she's walking on so she always has the eye contact come up. Yeah. Because it always reward. I tell people, if you reward coming from the side, come on, Molly. Molly, come. Molly. If, I, if, I, if I'm walking with her and I ask to reward here, here, this is where I get trip over her. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I come in and, I, and I've got her on this side and I'm using the leash, Molly, I can come in. She's going to eat treat right there. Come, Molly. Uh-huh. Molly, come. Good girl. Now, now I'm telling her where I like her. Molly, this way. Come. Good girl. So I like her slightly behind me because I know at the end of the day I'm not going to get tripped up when she's behind me. Yeah. Molly, come. Molly, come. Come on. Good girl. And I can keep her moving. Molly, come. Molly, come. Good girl. So if I want her to sit again, I can push up. Good. Okay, come on. Molly, come. And that's where the leash would be in handy, because as soon as you say come, you just bring her. Yeah. Molly, come. Come on. Good girl. But the, the leash is always, I always say, the leash should never be used as a restraint. It's only used as a training tool. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times people are like, oh, if I don't have the leash, I don't have the, you know, it's, it's not a restraint. It's a tool of communication to tell, you, tell your dog more specifically what you need from them. Um, and that's, and that's, and that's, a, that's key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get her to <clears throat> walk with me. I would walk around, I'd walk around the kitchens this way, and I'd walk through here, and then I'd walk down in the foyer that way, and then I'd walk in the hallway that way, and then back here, and then around mm-hmm. the kitchen table, and every once in a while I would just, I'd be walking, and I wanted her right here, and I would just stop. And when I stopped, I'd push and look up. Yeah. And then I'd start walking again, she'd start walking again. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like every once in a while she'd get tired, and she'd just lay down. Yeah, I know. I her on a leash, so I'd her. Yeah. Just like, like, come on. Like, do do everything you can to encourage her to get up. Is like yeah. the key, you know. Do everything you can to encourage her to get up. One thing when they do that is I'll I'll slide my foot underneath the side that they're laying on. I'll slide them underneath, and that usually pops them right back up. It makes them feel a little uncomfortable, and so I'll often do that, and that that usually gets them back up. They'll stand right back up. <laughs> like I didn't like that very much. It's almost like a jolt, you know. But they don't they don't they don't get hurt or anything on it. But. Um, so do you want me to come back next week? Sure. sure. I, I like that. Yeah. And come. Right, what are we for today? Uh, Beth said she was taken care of today. Oh, she is? That's what she said. 